0: Yes, people, it's episode 195 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Are you well? I am in the car. It's Saturday, the 24th of October, and I am just going to rattle off this podcast because I don't know what I'm going to talk about, really, at all. Like, there's nothing that's really happened to me this week that, uh, that you know, can really come onto the podcast um, that's even worth talking about. About, I mean, actually, there's some stuff that will be worth talking about in the in the, in the future, but not right now. Um, but other than that, in my life, what I do? I gigged on Saturday down in Surbiton, which was fun. I um, got a very nice review from under the audience members, um, saying that they reckon I'll see me on TV in the future, which is nice. I've heard that before. But I've also heard people say, this guy's shit. So, um, you know, you just take him all with a pinch of salt, you know what I mean? You take... You take the positives you take the negatives you're never as good as people say you're never as bad as people say and then you just carry on stay in the middle in life that's what you need to do so that's what um that's what i did on saturday sunday played football oh that was dreadful sunday was just the worst day for sport for me because i played football in the morning yeah actually let's talk about the football i watched my team tottenham 3-0 up in 18 minutes, fantastic, played some of the best football I've seen us play, just attacking with just unbelievable uh, killer instinct, it was wonderful, just great to watch and you just thought brilliant, 3-0 at half time and I was watching it with my brother, And me and my brother, both Tottenham fans, my brother went to me with 3 up, I go yep, it's half time, he goes yeah, he goes, do you feel that this game's in the bag and I went not at all, not at all. And he was like, "Nope, me neither. This is the problem of being a Tottenham fan, that you're 3-0 up and you don't think the game is in the bag. Listen, we were 3-0 up in 80 minutes and still didn't feel the game was in the bag. And guess what? It wasn't. Unbelievable Tottenham. Um, So that was just icing on the cake for a shit day of football, right? Uh, earlier, my football team, um, so I didn't even start the game, started on the bench, we were 3-0 up we were in about 15 minutes, battering this team, lovely. They got one lucky goal and then we just capitulated. By half-time, we were losing 4-3. Then the second half started very quickly and I think it went 5-3, then 5-4. And we just started playing much better. And then I came on at 5-4, losing 5-4 and then we lost 6-4. Uh, so imagine that. You start your day with your team losing, then the team you support loses. Football shit. I didn't like football. But, you know, the week goes by and Tottenham win the Europa League against Lask and then it's all good. You win 3 0. But, um, the gig uh, yesterday, Friday, um, which was fun. It was, um,. That yeah, it was it was interesting gig. It was funny gig. There was someone in the audience I didn't expect to be in the audience, um, which was fun. Someone who had uh, who was they're an agent. They didn't come to see me, but they they had come to see me before in the past, and uh, they came to see someone else. And um, yeah, I performed in front. I don't think I did well. And stuff not so well that they messaged me going, Oh my God, we made a mistake and can't believe we ain't signed you. Please come and sign, it is a TV deal. Nothing like that happened. Uh, I don't speak to them on the night. I didn't see them. But it would be good if I saw them. I would have liked to have a chat just to see how they're doing. You know what I mean? It's the type of guy I am. How you doing? But um, that was yesterday and that was a fun gig. Um, we had hecklers at the front row, the worst kind of hecklers, where the person where they get involved in the joke, but not even in a negative way. Just it's like they don't understand the concept of comedy. It happened last Friday as well. Um actually no, last Friday someone heckled not understand the concept of comedy but they were being disruptive. Um, they're being aggressive with it So basically this comedian was making a joke about um, I don't want to ruin his bit I mean you don't want to see him um, But you might do actually Why do I say that? I don't know why I said that This guy's this guy's a fucking Quite a big act <laughs> I did not even mean like that um, Right fuck it, I'll, I'll, this won't ruin his bit he's basically doing is an ironic bit about how um, you get high from helping people and therefore those who are the most helpful are the most high yeah, there you go and um, a, a very simple bit to follow and a very fucking funny bit as well because he just starts doubling down anyway, he gets to talk about nurses and this woman just starts shouting from the crowd, excuse me excuse me when you need help when you, when you have an emergency you go to hospital who do you think will be helping you and i was like what and the guy's like I, I don't think you get the irony of the joke of literally saying nurses are very helpful and she's like no no because you're there taking the mickey out of nurses it's like no, no he's not even if he was so what so on friday now this friday i will give gig that. was at. Uh, one of my friends, she was telling her joke about um, about having a long neck as an unattractive feature It's just obviously a setup to a joke So about her long neck And this girl in the front row, this is the worst kind of heckler Where they're trying to be nice but you're ruining the momentum of the whole night So she's going, yeah, because I've got a long neck I didn't even realise I had a long neck And the girls went, oh but there's nothing wrong with having a long neck until she's like, okay, cool. And then she went, yeah, so I've got a really long neck. And then they go, yeah, but there's nothing wrong with having a long neck. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, she's, you've been to comedy night before. What happens is someone says a sentence that's called a setup. And then they say another sentence. It tends to be related to the setup and it's very humorous. And we call it a punchline. And whatever it is, this woman didn't understand that's the structure of a joke. I would not let this comedian get off the set up because she kept on trying to reassure her that her neck wasn't, there was nothing wrong with her neck. It was like, it's, she knows there's nothing wrong with her neck. She's telling a joke. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Just like, it's like some trying to tell a knock, knock joke, knock, knock. It's like, oh, there's no need to knock on the door. My door's always open for you to come in. It's like, oh, that's very nice of you. But I'm just trying to tell this joke. So, knock, knock. No, but I said, you don't have to knock. I've given you a key. That That's not the joke. Please let me finish the joke. Let me start it. So that, that's what happened on Friday. Uh, today's Saturday. What did I do today Saturday? Went to Tesco. And uh, walked around there shopping. Did I see anything annoying in Tesco? Oh, actually, that's a woman bump into my leg. Um, with a trolley And the funny thing is having someone bump to your leg With a trolley when you've got a mask on it, And your headphones in Is you, you don't really know How You really look To someone You can't hear them So I couldn't even hear If she said sorry I And mean, because I couldn't hear If she said sorry I therefore Couldn't manage my face To match What she had done You know what I mean Like if she bumped into me And didn't say sorry I could turn around and be Like are you dumb But um, But Because I didn't know Whether she said sorry not, I had to kind of Turn and look at her but I couldn't scowl Because I'm not sure she said sorry And I had my mask on So I kind of just stared at her a bit And then she kind of just rolled on Now I don't know if she's treated me like a dickhead Because I had my <laughs> You know what I mean? I had my face covered So I couldn't give off any information I had my ears filled with music Well with podcasts So I couldn't even take in any information I had to just accept what happened And moved on So went great Um what else do I do? Tesco, I use self-service. See Tesco do a cool thing, you can scan your products on the way through, right? As you're going around. What's so hilarious, right? In in Tesco, obviously know, where I live it's not a very high uh, highly populated area with um, with ethnic minorities, I would say. And but but our Tesco does sell planting, it does sell cassava. But because I know what that is, doesn't mean the people in Tesco know what that is. And when you get to the scanning, not even the fucking Tesco software knows what a cassava is. Yeah, you look at the little shortcuts, it's not there. Type in your product to see if it's there. Cassava, not there. Right, and I thought maybe they have called it something else, like yam. Or bloody Jamaican potato. ha, ha, ha. African potato, I I don't know what they called it. But, wasn't there. Wasn't on that list. Sorry, I just got distracted by my jumper. My jumper smells so nice. That fabric soft is beautiful. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so you didn't have cassava on there. Uh, This was the third time I bought cassava from this Tesco. And guess what? It's also the third time I haven't paid for a cassava. Because if you're not going to have it in your bloody system, so I can't scan it What do you want me to do Tesco? you got products on your shelf but not in your system That means you want me to have it for free And I'm ready to have the argument Alright You you can't Be doing that And what else um, was there that Okay So I also had uh, some other stuff in my trot. <laughs> That that may not have scared. I forgot about that though. That was a genuine mistake. But the cassava, oh no, I did that on purpose. Out of principle. Each time I go in there, I check whether it's on the system. It's not on the system. I am not wasting my time. Okay? No, I am not. I'll tell you why I've done this because the first time this happened, I got, you know, pressed the button. So now my little self service thing's red. Yeah? And they come over, and they like, what's the issue? I go, where is this on your system? And the kid went, what is it? What is that? And I go, well, there you go. What, what the fuck am I meant to do if you don't know what these products are? And he's looking for, I said, it's a cassava. And he didn't know whether to have hover his finger over the C or the K on the keyboard. And I was like, let me type it in. It's not there. And he's like, oh, let me just go check. This guy didn't come back. He did like the physical act out of someone trailing off in, in the sentence. Like he just go, he goes, "Oh, can, can, can you look, go find it? He says, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll go find it. And just walks off. And I was there for another five minutes. I was like, okay, he's not coming back. And then, actually that time, the whole till froze. Because I didn't do anything. Some other guy came, reset it. And then my shopping disappeared. So I just left. Didn't pay for any of my shopping that day. Amazing. Second time was when I just thought, right, it's not on the system, not going to bother. And then third times today. So, I mean, I get it. I don't expect everyone to know where everything is in Tesco or what everything is because it's a big old shop, right? But here's the thing. You gotta know where some stuff is, right? I asked for um I asked where are the dry soya mints. Yeah, I asked a guy in a full tester uniform, excuse me, mate, where's your dry soya mints? And he looked at me and he said this exactly, verbatim. He went, I have no idea what that is. And I went, brilliant. So where do I go from here? And he went, Oh maybe, he goes, if you look near the herbs and spices, I was like, that's not what that is. <laughs> that's not where that is So, no I mean, it's not okay that you don't know But if you don't know Just stay there Take that L Don't add more L's Do you know what I mean? You're going to you have to gain from that Adding more L's But, um, what else we have for this week? I think that's it I think I'm here now I'm here It's this Saturday I've literally caught you up with my week Until then um so yeah so yeah guess what's happening in the news in the world guess um you've got the Parliament voting down the school dinners in um in the break time in in the in the in the holidays half term and Christmas holidays and stuff it's a tough one it's a tough one right because I was discussing this with with both We and um, who is uh, an educator and and because her view was and I think she would say this on on the pod uh, because her view was no they shouldn't get the school dinners over break over um, break time it made me feel oh. Okay, maybe there is an argument for that then, for the kids not getting it. Because in my mind, the way it's been presented is, do you want kids to starve? And it's like, no, then give them food. And then because the Conservatives and other uh, MPs voted it down, everyone's gone, you bastards, you scum, you want kids to starve. Now, I don't know what their motivation is. They actually may want kids to starve. I don't know. Maybe they want kids to starve because kids are super spreaders of coronavirus. And if the kids are just no longer there, then the virus spreads less. Maybe that was their rationale. I don't know. But um, but my my wife's point, she articulated very well to me, I understood it, was, well, if the reason for providing these school uh, lunch, school dinners is because these parents no longer have jobs, she so says, well, they're eligible for school dinners under the current under uh, the current policies and I was like, oh, okay, fair enough um, so I go, so what about then I, go, well, I know some of Rastra's thing and it's goes, yeah, so you can't be giving them school dinners over, break, t- over like um, the school holidays because they're not at school like what would parents do who are already on low income do over the school holidays anyway it's the same thing they should be doing and because unfortunately you just got prioritized certain things, and it's true. That me and her are both sharing stories about when we were younger, and about how you know you just did like we didn't have name brand stuff for you were as a kid. When we were kids. Like I remember having blue and white everything. I remember in the freezer having Tesco Value beef burgers, blue and white. I don't know if they still sell blue and white stuff because it's been a long time since I've had to uh, get Tesco Value stuff. Unfortunately But I remember that That was my childhood Blue and white everything For a period of time Not all my childhood But there was definitely a period My mum was out of work Because she'd uh, Injured She got injured at work So she actually couldn't work So there was time was blue and white everything um, Yeah there's no name brand stuff There weren't treats All the treats were It was like yeah tesco value crisps and then i remember us getting upgraded to just tesco brand crisps so now it's not blue and white it's still just tesco but it's not the blue and white and that was it that's that's part and parcel of just growing up in a low-income family and that that was it food was a priority and then your bills you pay your bills that's it. There was no cable. I remember we had cable when I was younger, then it stopped. We stopped having cable. And it's like, all right, we don't have cable anymore. <laughs> That's, that was it. That was me growing up. No, yeah. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's the part of parcel of prioritising things. Because I know it's easy to condemn the poor or the lower income people to like, they just spend their money. On booze and drugs, uh, booze and alcohol, booze and alcohol. What am I talking about? Am I drunk? Booze and cigarettes, cigarettes and alcohol, right? Um, that's that's what that's you know that's the cynical view that you've got your poor family, you've got loads of kids, more kids than they can afford. The change of the credit system, the um, change of the the benefit system means that it isn't the more kids you have, the more benefits you get. So now you've got to go get a job add your skyvers and you thought you just had more kids the council will give you a bigger house and da da and you when you get these 15 pound vouchers you're not spending it on food for your kids you're spending it on booze and alcohol and that that's what's argued by some people on, on one side of the argument. Like I said the other side of the argument is you want all kids to starve you're a bastard. And like all these things, there's there's always somewhere in the middle. So the Rashford thing, he doesn't want just kids just to get free food and give parents endless money. Rashford's not a politician. He's just trying to get an idea out there and have the conversation. And one of his things is to have actual classes over the school holidays. So the kids are engaged, they're getting their education that they're missing out on because of the coronavirus. And then when they're there, they can get food. Speaking to my wife As said, She goes I think that's a great idea You see what I mean? Just a bit of conversation But she's not in a position To make these policy changes <laughs> That's not her job But that's the thing It's just that bit of conversation for both sides You might be able to get to Get to uh, A bloody understanding And now you've got These companies Have now stepped up And said right We're going to feed these kids And here's the thing I don't think anyone Has an issue With kids being fed I know I don't. I know my wife doesn't. What well, the issue is, is money being just given to parents. And there does have to be a part where there is some personal responsibility. There does. There has to be some personal responsibility, some priorities. You don't have kids accidentally in life. You don't. You, you have, obviously, there's some extreme there, circumstances. I'm not talking about, you know. Uh actually, no, you don't. Even in the most extreme, horrible circumstances, you don't have kids accidentally. You, you, you have time to plan for for a kid, right? And with that comes responsibilities. Uh, you got to take responsibilities. Contraception is free, so it's not even a a, a social economic thing where you can't afford contraception. Maybe it's a belief thing. Maybe it's believing that you can't use contraception. Then you've got to educate yourself on how to do sex and not get someone pregnant without contraception. Hey, You need to up your pull-out game! And then that's what you need to do. But I just think that, yeah. I think if there's a way of giving these kids who are vulnerable and need food, food, give them food. Don't give their parents money. Give them food. And, uh, and I think that's what we do. That, that is So if the Tories have voted down the policy, which they probably have, because you can only vote down what's been put on the table, that's probably what's happened. Um, but they probably haven't voted down the idea. But now this flipping storm that's come out of this storm teacup, is um, is it Angela Rayner, the Labour MP, called the Tory MP scum in, in the House of Parliament, and this caused a big furore, and now the Tory MPs are actually... Wrote to Keir Starmer Sir Keir Starmer um, To say Hey This isn't cool What are you going to do about it It's like, like no, no you can't You can't come back on this She's called you scum For not Bloody Feeding kids <laughs> you know I, mean? I mean I guess it's not professional But I guess you could take it on the chin I don't know I don't know I said, just give the kids food, right? And I think these parents need education as well, the ones who are receiving money and not spending it. Because granted, it's it's not everyone's. No one's a monolith. So there's going to be, there are going to be parents on low income who do everything right by their kids and just simply don't have enough money. And I think there's got to be a way of of protecting them, like they're on zero hour contracts and stuff, they, they, there's got to be a way of protecting them. But if, they're, if the thing is just food, then yeah, maybe it's just food and making sure that they do have enough food. I don't know. Because the argument can be, because that's not one of the arguments I've seen why people are saying this policy should be put in place for now is well, if we're putting money towards the eat out to help out scheme. Then why why can we not help children who are starving? And then up someone said, you know, these big businesses just getting loans with like limited checks for what for their eligibility. That's not true. For the fact that I worked for a company and we applied for a loan, and a grant, and we didn't receive it. So there is an application process. And you could argue as well that these things for economy, and without the economy, you don't have jobs. Without jobs, guess what? You don't have money to buy your kids food. Uh, I know it always feels very heartless when you talk about the economy over health. Like, you know, they're always wanting to not lock down because they need the economy still going. And it makes us all go, oh, they care about money more than people. But the system that we've built and the system we live in and we rely on, we do need the economy to help people. Yeah. How you're listening to this podcast right now means we rely on the economy. If you didn't have, if there wasn't an economy, we'd have a job to buy the phone or whatever device and pay your subscription to listen to this podcast right now. So you do need the economy. This always feels a bit heartless because the economy is a made up system where someone's health is actually a real tangible thing. But I know, man. Um, I don't envy these uh, these politicians. I'd never want to get into politics. Not not one part of me. It just just looks shit. I mean, it'd be good on the CV. Be a politician, then become like a keynote speaker after. Um, but it's gonna be asked. I mean, if I was a politician, I think I would just lie. I think I'd just flat out lie. Wouldn't it be an issue to me? They're straight up lies all the time. No, I just like, um, yeah, we want more money for schools. Like, you've got it. If I get voted in, there'll be more money for schools. And so, oh, well, we want more money for transport. Yeah. There'll be more money for transport. We we want more money for healthcare. Mm -hmm hmm there'll be more money for healthcare okay but we don't want taxes to go up they won't go up at all actually taxes will go down and then I'm like yeah this guy's the man and they'll be interrogating me going how how is this possible you know the officers replied that you're lying the right honourable gentleman Mr Griffiths you're lying no like, I'm not lying okay what is is the people of this country believe in a better country and my party will bring that will bring that re- to reality and it's you sir who don't believe in the people and don't believe in this country <laughs> and people are like yeah i'm voting for him because he said people and country a lot and then i'll get into power and i'll just be like yeah well you know the previous government left it in, in such... I didn't realise what a bad way they'd left it. That all these things I promised, I just won't be able to do. But that's not my fault. That's the last government. The Previous government that did that. Mm-mm-mm. Actually, no. What you do, you lie until you get your second term. And then you just lie then. talk about terms. fucking the US election's going on still, isn't it? It's in two weeks' time. Talk about some, a major event Not really making it to the news Might have a new president And there it's just like No Real news on that Well I say it's no real news now, I haven't followed it Like it's been It's been a bit mad It's like we've been all distracted Distracted way too much It's just too much information Too much shit going on I think I don't know But anyway let's get some Dear Deirdre. Um Shout out to to listeners, a few people came back <laughs> to me on oh, dear dear Julie really said that that's the episode I'm going to get cancelled. Um, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I stand by what I said um, about cross dressers being just not dressed in age appropriate a lot of the time when it's shown in in newspapers, in newspapers, in the in the news, in the media. But anyway, let's see. Okay, dear dear G, I am. Well, come on, come on, load, load. Will you load? Will you? It's a bloody load. Come on, load, will you? Okay, dear Deirdre, I'm enjoying having lots of sex with former school pal. I just feel sorry for his girlfriend. Well you don't, so you stop lying. You know what I mean? Nah, I guess you could. Guess you could. I mean I remember when I was younger and I was knocking about some girl who had a boyfriend, and um I guess I did feel bad for him. Not bad enough to stop. But I did feel bad for him. I was like, y- you've got a terrible girl here. Eh? <laughs> That's why I would date dater. But they yeah, feel bad for you, man. Uh, dear Deirdre, I'm having great sex with an old friend from my school days, but I feel so guilty as it isn't fair on his girlfriend. I'm a woman of 24, my friend is 25, we hadn't kept in touch in school, but he sent me a friend request on Facebook and we began chatting. And There was definitely a spark between us and I enjoyed talking to him again, reminiscing about school and the people we knew. Um, he suggested we get together and we met for a drink. He started flirting with me and I couldn't resist. He's very charming and good looking guy. He ended up coming back with me and we had sex. I was thrilled when he said he wanted to see me again. There was, That was three months ago and we've been having sex regularly ever since. He told me he has been with his girlfriend for two years. I only vaguely know her but she looks stunning in the photos I've seen on social media. Now, I couldn't believe he was interested in me. But he says she's very self-centred. I'm out with a group of girlfriends. I was out with a group of girlfriends a month ago. And one of them was talking about my lover. She said he was cheating on his girlfriend with a girl he works with. And they had been spotted together in the bar in town. This guy has loads of side chicks. Lots of sides. So many sides. It's like a buffet. So many sides. It's like he's got a discount code. You have know, shopped here so often, you get three sides. With your next order, you get three sides. So, yeah, you just want a number of sides. You know what I mean? That's what some that's what some people like. Some people, you know, manage their appetite and go, hey, I don't well, I need to eat all of this. I'm just going to have my main. Don't need all these sides. And other people's like, the sides don't come with the meal deal, but I want more sides. This is this guy. He wants more. Um, As soon as I could I had it out with him About what I had heard He denied anything bad was going on He admitted he was out with this girl But insisted it was just work stuff they were talking about He reassured me that I was the only girl he had eyes for Except for his girlfriend Carry on Um, He he pleaded with me uh, Not to end our affair And against my better judgement I decided to give him one more chance He's cheating on his girlfriend with you He's not a trustworthy guy I mean, he's not that ghost where he's in love with his side chick. Actually, ghost made his wife his side chick. That's how much he loved Angela. (laughs) Um, I have been single for over a year and have missed regular sex. Things were okay for a couple of weeks, but then a friend told me that she had seen him in town with the same girl. She said that his girlfriend has dumped him because she discovered he had been sleeping with this girl he works with. I really want things to work out for us, but I can't put up with the lies. His attitude towards me has been really off since I confronted him, though. And I'm the one with the right to be upset. What should I do? You're not the one with the right to be upset. You've got no right to be upset. You're part of the crime. You're an accomplice. Joint Enterprise. You're a part of this. You've got no reason to be upset. Alright? So stop it. So either accept your side dick graciously or move on. But don't be there making noise. Play your goddamn part. Alright? Jesus. Hey, anyway, too many. My girlfriend says she has slept with more than 100 men. And I can't get past it. Dear Deirdre. I was a late starter and have only been with a dozen women. While my girlfriend admits she has slept with more than 100 men. (laughs) I can't say it any other way. Um, But I'm more shocked she admitted this so openly. I confess she had sex with some of them in exchange for cash or gifts or holidays. Prostitution. I'm 34. She's 32. I put it down to her being Latvian. XENOPHOBIA! And more direct than most women are in, in this country. I guess in the sense of um, her actually saying it, yeah. I mean, I don't think her being Latvian is the cause for her bagging a hundred men. It's just what we do in Riga. It's what we do. You see men have sex with men. See another man have sex with him. One man gave me gift Gift was voucher Voucher for £1.99 McDonald Big mac and fries I sleep with him <laughs> I don't think that's how it works I don't think that's what Sorry, you can't blame that on her being Latvian You know what I mean? But if it's just her language Then maybe I don't know Let's see. She's a language teacher and has had sex with her pupils. Okay, you said teacher and pupils, so you've made it sound seedy. But she's a language teacher, so she's 32. Some of her students could easily be like 40. He's like, I want to learn English to learn to get job. She's like, you need to learn the word like vagina. This is my vagina. He's like very nice I need to stop Do you know what? I've been watching a lot of Nighty Day Fiancé And uh, There's one guy on there Called Andre He's from Moldova Oh my god This guy is so sick He's so (laughs) He He speaks so directly It's so rude Can't remember his girlfriend's name But um, His wife's name, sorry But Lydia, Libya, Libby, Libby But away he talks to her About her family, oh my god gives you so much jokes He's like Libby, tell your family now Don't come to Moldova, ask stupid questions I swear to god, I send them back on plane Like she wakes up The next morning, he's upset her He said the rudest thing about her family He's been drinking, he's happy He's like, so what, you sober now? You sober now? She's like I w- didn't even drink, had one glass of wine He goes one glass of wine and you still say idiotic things (laughs) (laughs) oh dear so maybe maybe it's a direct thing from Eastern Europeans but Moldova's not particularly close to Latvia so I don't know anyway she's a language teacher and has had sex with her pupils this worries me given that she has a professional relationship with them We have been together for two years but she's admitted flirting and getting close to married men during this time exchanging sexy texts and allowing them to touch her. Jesus Christ. Dump her. Throw her on the fire. She enjoyed dinner and shared a hotel bed with one of them. Mate, stop being a fucking simp. You simpleton. Simp Simpleton Simpson is your full name. Stop being an idiot. You can't oh my god I mean you can't judge someone on their past fine yeah bang a hundred men in your past and you could be a really faithful girlfriend just when you're single you're single. but while you're with someone and you're in your professional environment and you're sharing hotel beds with people nah you're you're bagging you're bagging okay I'll tell you that's just ridiculous Hotel bed. Why? Why are you in a hotel? You're a fucking language teacher. This is bollocks. I can tell you now. There's, if I share a hotel bed with a woman, I am having sex with her. If my wife found out I shared a hotel bed with someone, do you know how mad I'd be if I didn't have sex with that person? Because I'm going to be flipping annihilated as if i did <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in a hotel and we do it in bed even being in a hotel room with someone else just you two past a certain time even the daytime is a bit bookie in bed jesus let's see um yeah, she had a hotel bed them. She was abandoned by her father at a young age and admits she struggles to say no to men. Lies. I love when people use a bit of flipping pop psychology. You know what I mean? They read a fucking questionnaire in a fucking magazine. They read one or two BuzzFeed articles and then it's like, it is because of this is why I act like this. Piss off. Piss off. Why are you such an arsehole? Well, it's 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 because it's because I, I have a, such a I have, I have such a, a strange relationship with my mother. That's why I'm such an arsehole. It's like if you're that astute to know that about yourself, then please use that intelligence to stop being an arsehole, isn't it? That's all. I mean, I get it when some people are fully unaware; they're obli- oblivious to what's causing their issues in life, and they act like an arsehole. That's fine. But when you are so acutely aware, of why you're an arsehole And you still act like an arsehole No, get out of my face No Like you do not even trying Stop it And you have such an issue saying no to men Then if I say don't cheat on me How about you listen to that Anyway, when she slips up She justifies things in her mind And tells me I'm overreacting don't And do I Do I have it out with her Or just shrug and accept This is who she is And these men will always be around Mate End it End it now When she ends up Flipping filled with 10 different men's jizzum And you don't know Who the father is It probably won't be you <laughs> You are going to be like Oh just accept her for who she is You're going to end up married to her, and then it's going to be even harder to get rid of her. You're going to find out the kid's not yours when he's 18. Don't do that. Anyway. Let's get another one. Um. let's get another one. Let's get another one. Uh... Uh. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Why this one's mad? Are you sure? Uh, what? This got one that is one's red. All right. Dear dear Deidre, my lover and I are trying for a baby. Only snag is she hasn't told her partner. Jesus Christ, just told about raising kids that aren't yours. What is this? My relationship with my girlfriend was all about the sex at first, but now we love one another and trying for a baby. The only snag is she hasn't told her partner. Our relationship was very intense from the start last year. Both of us saw it as a no-string sex, but we quickly began to fall for one another. Uh, we see each other most days message when sh- we can't cook go out for walks together and have very regular sex we managed to keep our relationship going even when we couldn't see one another for much during lockdown um, so much during lockdown she still managed to come and spend the night with me though and i have no idea what she told her partner She says she wants to be with me and that a big part of what holds her back is knowing she will miss seeing her partner's two kids from his previous relationship. Okay. They are 10 and 8 and she loves them to bits. I'm 29. She's 30. Her partner is 41. She told me how much she wants a baby of her own when we started trying trying a couple of months ago. This is mad. This is such poor planning here. Um, she says it'll be easy to tell her partner she's leaving if she's pregnant. No, because her partner might be like, "No, I love you. We'll work it out." And That's when she's like, "Oh my god, I just love the security." Ah, oh, geez, just dropped my bloody key down to the side of the car. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's just nuts. Anyway, this Karen reading. Um. It'd be easy to tell her partner she's leaving if she's pregnant, as she won't be able to hide that for long. I don't see how that will help. Right. Yes, her partner will notice she's pregnant, but I would have thought he would be more hurt and upset when he finds out she's having another man's baby. I'm falling for her fast and told her it's unfair on me to keep me hanging in the shadows and to be having an affair with me behind her partner's back. I know how I'd feel in his shoes. Her response is that all she wants is to be with me. The trouble is, I've heard that before from someone else. I'm scared of getting hurt again. So many side dishes. So many goddamn side dishes. You know what I mean? If you're going to act like a side dish, you'll never be treated like a mane, all right? Just... The fact that you having to tell her, dump him, leave him, and she just hasn't means you're not rated. She don't rate you. Mm. All right, she don't rate you. Um, she's probably gonna take your kid and raise it with with the married dude. Then what are you gonna do then? What will you do then? <laughs> you have like nothing. So just end it. Just end it. Um, right, I think that's it uh, Yeah, there's, no, there's nothing else Nothing wild here going on Nope, alright, cool. I think that's the end of the pod um, If you do want to watch some live comedy You can get some tickets for the comedy brunch um, Which is uh, midday to 5pm On Saturday the 31st of October um, it, on the show It is Nabil Abdul Rashid Hey You know him From Britain's Got Talent He'll be on the show Ori Styler Hey You know him He'll be on the show uh, Also There'll be Maureen Younger You know her. She'll be on the show Also Ishan Akbar You know him yeah. He'll be on the show And it will be hosted by Tanya Moore uh, music be that from the CJ and um guess what I'll be on the bloody show as well I'll be there to try and make you laugh so hard your bloody head falls clean off. So um it'd be a fun show man I'm looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know how long I'm doing though because that's a stacked lineup. And, um, I might be doing 15 minutes. Maybe I need to find out. I never plan these things. I know I'll be opening the show because I'm always on time. So, I mean, it gets to the point where it's a good trait to have because I'm reliable. And, you know, people can trust in me and stuff. But it also gets to the point where it's like, hmm... I feel like I just get put first by default You know what I mean? People just put me first by default, it's a bit annoying Like sometimes I want to go later on in the show I don't mind going go first, so I just want to piss off and go somewhere else But anyway, I am waffling Because um, I'm being a nosy neighbour, basically I think my neighbour has split up with his girlfriend And now I'm seeing some new chick that looks like an overnight bag. <laughs> yeah. Some new chick walking. Does she have a door key? This is the test. This is the absolute test. Oh, she just walked straight in. You left the door open. All right. Okay. Now the door's shut. Because that's what people do with their front door. <laughs> so nosy. All right. have got to go back indoors and tell my wife the update. That I think he's got a new chick. It's uh, uh, like a cuter version of his ex. Because um, his ex was very attractive. And this lady's very attractive. But um, I think uh, she just seems like a nicer version. Just like a friendlier version of the ex. I can't wait to goss, goss, gossip. Anyway, people, that is the end of the pod. Uh, catch you later. Bye.